Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's Live in the Bream with host of Fox News at Night, Shannon Bream. He is in the middle of some of the biggest contentious stories going on on Capitol Hill right now, but making time to join us on Living the Bream this week, GP Congressman from Ohio, Jim Jordan. Welcome back. <laughs> Good to be with you, Shannon. Okay, so actually, as we are having this conversation, there's a very difficult, heated, tense uh, hearing going on on Capitol Hill uh, you've stepped away from. And this has to do with a markup of sorts of trying to get some gun rights, gun control legislation, um, some school safety measures moving. Um, It doesn't seem like there's a lot of common ground right now. Um, Where are you guys on this tonight? No, it, there's not a lot of common ground because Democrats want to focus on just taking away people's Second Amendment liberties. Uh, what we should do in the, in the, in the aftermath of these, these tragedies we've seen unfold uh, all too often is we should, we should do things that are actually going to help the situation. Uh, harden schools, make sure you have the properly trained security personnel there, particularly elementary schools, um, and, and, and make sure that the schools are secure, that the actual doors locks and, and, and things work as they're supposed to. Um, that's what needs to happen. But the Democrats always just want to attack people's Second Amendment rights. And um, this whole red flag concept is very, very dangerous because it, will, it, it, is, it denies people their due process rights, their Fifth Amendment rights, and, and of course, takes away people's Second Amendment liberties. Uh, I'm very concerned about that and where the, where, uh, the United States Senate is, is talking about going. Okay, I want to break down a lot of the different pieces of this that have come up, but let's start here. Uh, Congressman Cicilline, who is a Democrat, says this to the GOP. He says, you want no restrictions. Be honest about that. He says there are things in the bill that will actually, in this legislation, that will actually save kids' lives at schools, that you guys cannot refute that, and that you're not budging a bit because all you care about is the gun side of this equation. I, I don't know how you guys get to anything workable. Well, remember what they're doing in, in the bill that's in front of the House, and then we can talk about the red flag issue as well. Mm-hmm. But the bill that's in front of the House, as we, as we speak, is a hodgepodge of uh, other bills. And it, and it tells American citizens, law-abiding American citizens, it tells you when you can buy a gun, what kind of gun you can get, uh, where and how you have to store it in your own darn home. It, it, it does all those things that directly infringe on the Second Amendment to the United States Constitution, the Second Amendment and the Bill of Rights. That is what their legislation does. And it would not address the issue, the, the, the terrible tragedy that happened in Uvalde and, and, and some of these other uh, terrible events that have happened, it would not address that. But the Democrats are focused solely in that area. We would like to work with them on school security, making sure that, that, that kids are protected, teachers are protected, there's a, there's a proper kind of learning environment where kids can go and learn. But they don't want to do that. It's all about getting people's guns. And, and that, that was clear. We had one member today in, in the committee say, uh, this is this is we're not finished. This is where we're starting. Another member said, we'll do whatever it takes. We'll end the filibuster. We'll expand the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. All the crazy things we've heard from Democrats, they're out to do in an effort to infringe on American citizens' Second Amendment rights. So were you surprised the other day when uh, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said this? I know there's been conversation about hardening schools. That is not something that he believes in. That's a direct quote, meaning the president. Yep. Yep. No, I, I was I was shocked, but it, it just underscores what what we what we saw in committee today. 
their entire focus is on and, and I think this is the, the key they don't understand flyover country they don't understand um, you know life in so many parts of our country where people properly use firearms who are familiar with they don't understand they just come from a completely different perspective and I don't think they value um, constitutional liberties we've seen that frankly with their attacks on the First Amendment on your right to practice your faith you know for uh, for until a few months ago Shannon there were there were still churches where a full congregation could not meet on a Sunday morning because mm-hmm. of restrictions placed on them by government. We have seen what they've done to speech, the idea they wanted the disinformation governance board. It, it, the, the left now says today that if, if you don't agree with them, you're not allowed to talk. And if you try, they're going to call you a racist and they're going to try to cancel you. So we've seen the attacks on the First Amendment. And now, of course, we're seeing it on the Second Amendment. It's, it's really this sort of fundamental struggle where the left which now controls the Democrat Party, where they want to go and where we, the American, I think the vast majority of American people understand is we need to protect the Constitution. Okay, so let's talk about these red flag laws. In some states, what happens is if you can go to a police officer or somebody can make a report that they are frightened of a neighbor, of a child, somebody who lives in their home, um, that you can take the guns and then there is a hearing. That's the due process on the backside of it, which obviously when you're talking about a constitutional right raises a lot of concerns for people. But the other side of that conversation is if you are truly worried about that person, they get notified that they got to go to a hearing because their guns are going to be taken away. What if they act in that interim? I mean, what if they then come back to you knowing you have reported them? How do we find a balance in that situation? Well, the the balance is not the denial of due process. The the, the balance is not, uh, you know, um, infringing on Second Amendment rights. So in in a scenario that I just I actually brought it up in in committee, the Democrats actually passed legislation here in in the House Judiciary Committee last fall on a red flag law. It was a federal law, but it would be similar as well. I think what, what's being talked about in, in trying to, to coerce or cajole states into doing. So, but the, the, the bill the Democrats passed set up a, a system that said it has to be a family or household member. And household member was defined as someone you're dating. So look, just imagine the scenario, Shannon. Uh, a young lady breaks up with, with her, her boyfriend. The ex-boyfriend's mad about it. So he goes to, uh, he says, I'll fix her. He goes to a, 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 a court and says, uh, she's crazy, she's dangerous, and we need to take her firearms. So he signs it. Literally, all he has to do is sign an affidavit. Within 24 hours, there's a hearing, a hearing where the individual, the young lady, is not allowed to be out, not allowed to be there, even though they're taking away her Second Amendment liberty. She's not allowed to be present. She doesn't get to confront her accuser. She doesn't know what the argument's made against her. There's a hearing, and they can take away her Second Amendment liberties, take away her gun. Now, let's assume, what if this guy is actually violent? What if he's going to try to harm her? He now knows for the next two weeks she has no way to defend herself if, in fact, he intends to do harm to her. That's the kind of scenario that can play out. Or if he just wants to get at her, she has to then petition to get her rights back. And the Democrats said during the hearing today, they said, oh, it's rapid due process. Rapid due process is not really due process at all. And rapid due process is going to lead to what they described as, oh, it's only just temporary. It's a temporary suspension of your rights. That's not how our Constitution works. And that's the part that scares me the most, because, again, when you view it in context, what the Democrats and the left have done to all our other liberties, I mean, as we speak, we know that the FBI has been investigating because we had a whistleblower come forward, has been investigating moms and dads who showed up at school board meetings because of the process the Biden administration and Attorney General Merrick Garland put in place to report, have a snitch line to report on parents who were simply standing up for their kids' well-being. That is the scary, scary thing here. So that's why these red flag laws are so wrong. And I hope 
the United States Senate comes to their senses and does not push this legislation that they're talking about. Is there any scenario in which there could be a red law, red flag law crafted in such a way to gain your support if the hearing was prior to taking the firearm? The only way that I, I don't know of any way that it, it, it could it could happen, but it, it, unless the only way it could happen is it has to be consistent with Fifth Amendment due process rights. And nothing I've seen proposed does that. So I don't see how they can do it. That's not what they're talking about. And let's be clear. I don't think that's what the Democrats want. I think they they I think they're they're, they're more than willing to say we don't care about people's due process rights. We're going to take. So I don't see a scenario where they can do it, at least what I've heard from them, where it can be done in a way that's consistent with Fifth Amendment and Second Amendment liberties that we enjoy as law abiding American citizens. Live in the Bream continues in a moment. The Will Kane Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Kane as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Okay, let's talk about the other hot story that you're involved in right now, and that is the January 6th committee. Um, you are resisting, pushing back against a subpoena. You've asked them for all kinds of things. You want materials that will be used to question you, any deposition and documents and testimony in their possession that references you. You want to know the legal authority in which the committee has uh, in submitting a subpoena to you. Um, the committee says essentially they're giving you until January 11th. They say you've made statements that are inconsistent about January 6th, about the events leading up to it. They have texts they want to talk to you about. Um, as a member of Congress, how do you wade through this? I mean, certainly I would expect that you would respect a subpoena issued by Congress mm-hmm. as you are a member yourself. Um, but it sounds like at this point, you're not planning to cooperate with them, or are you? Well, we spelled it out in our in our, uh, in our letter. Uh, we sent a letter to them back in January when they initially asked for us to appear. We spelled everything out there. They didn't respond to it for like months. And then they sent us a subpoena and we responded to that. Uh, recently as well. Uh, I think there's a, a couple key concerns that any, com- any, any American with common sense would have going in front of this, this, um, this committee. One is we've already caught them altering evidence and lying to the American people about it. And so much so that they had to issue a statement, the committee that said we regret the air, which is a, you know, a fancy way of saying uh, we got caught lying. So we already know they're willing to leak and lie about material they have. So I think that is a concern. And then there's just this whole secrecy of this committee. You know, I was involved with with uh, when the Democrats tried their ridiculous impeachment of President Trump uh, the, the, back in 2019. And I, I sat down there in the bunker in the basement of the Capitol with Adam Schiff going through his his whole the whole program that he had and, and saw how wrong it was and how there was lack of due process. This is even worse. We, we, we have no idea what's going on in these these uh, these meetings and hearings and depositions that they're that they're doing. So um, I think anyone will have concerns, but we've uh, we've sent them a letter. They sent us uh, the letter back. We'll take a look at uh, this and and then we'll uh, we'll we'll respond. You have said um, the subpoena in parts not constitutional or valid because you have, quote, no relevant information that would advance the committee's investigation. So why not just show up and say that? Uh, again, I, I think they're just the, the overall concern you have with with this any group where you have caught them already altering evidence and lying. I think people have concerns about. Uh, I think the American people understand too that uh, the political nature of this entire operation. And we're this is this the, the what the Democrats have asked for is something that's you know we've never seen in the history of the country, where uh, you're subpoenaing members of Congress to appear before a committee. It just never happened before. 
Um, so I think there's there's implications for what it means to the institution and what it means to a you know separate equal branch of government. So um, I think that's that's a concern as well, and we spell that out in our uh, in our letter. So this is going prime time next week. There will actually be an evening hearing uh, as January mm-hmm. 6th committee digs into this stuff, um, which is interesting. That's different than the way things are usually done on the Hill. Um, is there any regret that Republicans are not actively serving on this committee? I know there was a lot of back and forth about who would be allowed on and who wouldn't. And Republicans saying, great, you guys do this without us, essentially, although there are some people involved. Um, do you feel like by bowing out, Republicans have lost uh, the ability in a more substantive way to craft and create what's going on here? And now this is going to be prime well, time. You, you, well, you got to remember what happened, you know, back when the, the leader McCarthy named the five individuals that mm-hmm. he had selected for participation on this committee. For the first time in American history, the minority leaders selections were not allowed to to happen. I mean, it, it literally in the history of the United States Congress. So. That, that that that's I just it just is again I, I think it shows just how crazy the Democrats have become I and mean, think about it they have closed the Capitol they've enacted proxy voting they're members of the Democrat uh, caucus who've been here just for a handful of votes the entire time Congress has met this session so they've enacted proxy voting closed the Capitol they kicked Republicans off the committee they won't let Republicans as I said serve on the select committee for the first time in American history um, they're trying to end the filibuster trying to pack the court trying to allow uh, and non-citizens to vote. I mean, every everything you can imagine that's a, that that they've done that's assaulted the norms and precedents and 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 structure of our government. Um, I think that was the concern and why Leader McCarthy chose not to um, seat people on this committee because, again, for the first time in American history, he wasn't allowed to name the people that he had selected for um, this this committee. So let's talk about a couple of the other big stories. Um, We're waiting for the Dobbs opinion from the Supreme Court. Uh, The leaked draft is like nothing I've ever seen in covering the court the past 17 years. um, Essentially, um, I guess it's more like 15 years. But covering the court, I've never seen anything even approaching this. Um, And Mm -hmm. it certainly has, you know, sparked a lot of protests and things. If if it holds to be the ultimate uh, opinion with five, at least five justices sticking together to overturn Roe v. Wade, as we know, um, the law and and as abortion policy is now interpreted, um, reminder to folks that it depends. If that happens, it's going to depend a lot on where you live, what your state has de- elected to right. do right. on that particular issue. Um, are you worried though about the safety of the justices, the integrity of the court, um, just the fallout from this whole thing? Well, sure. I mean, I think any any American, any rational American with common sense is is worried. Um, you know, but let's hope the decision holds. It's, let's hope uh, it is what what the leak draft said, and you know, we're, the, the leak was wrong as wrong can be. But let's 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 hope that holds, because if it does, that's a win for uh, the Constitution. That's a win for the sanctity of, of human life, and it's a win for common sense. Um, so let's let's hope that holds. But uh, again, the leak is just one more step the Democrats have taken to intimidate the the court. I mean, 14 months ago, Chairman Nadler introduced legislation to pack the court, to add four new associate justices to the United States Supreme Court. And I always ask, why four? Why not one? Why not two? Why not one? Why not three? He picked four because four gives a majority to him. That, that, I mean, it's all about raw political power. That same month, Joe Biden put together a commission to look at the court packing issue. Um, since then, the Democrats have had hearings where they've attacked Justice Thomas. Where they where, where they uh, they had a, a markup on legislation to create new rules for the court, all designed to intimidate the court. And then along comes the leak. And what do the Democrats do while the leak is out there? 
they, they have a hearing on the very issue, on the life issue, on the Dobbs decision, on that very issue, while the court is deliberating. Again, all to intimidate the court. And then maybe the worst of it all is what you just brought up, Shannon, which is they also have organized this, the left has organized this effort to protest at Justice's home, a direct violation of 18 U.S.C. Section 1507. Yeah. And the interesting thing is, listen, to be fair, we don't know where this leak came from. The chief is seems pretty determined to get some answers. So we wait. And I I think you and I and anyone who's following this kind of thing absolutely wants a name, wants to know exactly how this went down. I don't know if we'll get it. I'm hopeful because I think, you know, it's just fair for the American people to know exactly what happened here. Um, But why not any prosecutions or arrests? under 18 U.S.C. 1503 and 1507, um, the law seems pretty clear. You're not supposed to show up at judges' homes or jurors' homes yep. um, when they're in the midst of yep. um, making a decision. And the DOJ doesn't seem very interested uh, in... I feel like if you showed up and made a few pro, um, arrests at some of these protests, um, not that this is a gray area. I mean, the law says what it says. Um, it might calm things down a bit, maybe. Yeah, but you know, the, the, this is that's a call from Mayor Garland, the Justice Department. Uh, I don't know why, or, or uh, I don't know why they don't they don't follow the law there. Um, but that'd be a question for them. What I do know is is the left is selective in their in their uh, outrage. Um, and, and and frankly, we go back to the summer of 2020. You know, for an entire summer, we had rioters and looters who were called peaceful protesters by the left. Uh, we had uh, Democrat politicians who actually raised money to bail the rioters and looters who attacked police officers and destroyed property who raised money to bail them out of jail. So uh, it's probably driven by the, the politics of it. But that's a question for, for, for Merrick Garland. It is. Hey, because, uh, um, Shannon, I got to step out and vote. Okay. Well, it has been great having you with us. Um, we'll talk about okay. Life Affair. Hopefully next time you're All back. Right. Thanks for uh, scratching out some you time bet. for us Shannon, on thanks. this week's Live in the Bream. All right. Take care. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Well, that's how it goes. That's reality. That's life on Capitol Hill. Important hearings going on. We're always glad when members can pop out and make some time for us. And uh, we'll see who joins us next time on the next episode of Live in the Brain. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine.